and welcome to the iPhone Life podcast. I'm Donna Cleveland, Editor-in-Chief at iPhone Life. I'm David Aberbach, CEO and publisher at iPhone Life. Each episode, we bring to you the best apps, top tips, and great gear in the iOS world. In this episode, we have a sponsor for you that David's going to tell us about. Yeah, so today's sponsor is Matthias, and those longtime listeners will be familiar with him because they're a very long sponsor. One of our favorite companies. I love the companies that just specialize in one thing and just do it great. And that's Matthias. They specialize in keyboards and they have a wide range of keyboards for you. Um, All of them are very high quality. So I'm going to tell you about two of them today. The first one is their wired keyboard. So Apple has stopped creating wired keyboards. Um, But wired keyboards are great because they don't have any connectivity issues ever. and so Matthias has a wired keyboard that is a uh, aluminum shell. It looks a lot like the old school Apple wired keyboard, really high quality uh, and very affordable. And then the second keyboard I want to tell you about today is the Bluetooth keyboard. And so Apple does make a Bluetooth keyboard, but Matthias's is a lot better. And I'll tell you why. First of all, it's cheaper. Second of all, it's backlit. And the backlit is, they did this really cool thing where they have two batteries, one for the keyboard and one for the backlighting. So what that means is your keyboard will last up to a year. I think the Apple keyboard lasts about three months. So your keyboard will last a year on one charge, but you can always recharge it for the backlighting. It uses a lot more battery, but it's really nice, especially if you tend to work a little bit in the dark. The other thing that's great about their Bluetooth keyboard is you can sync up to four devices on it. So my partner and I share an office. And so if one of us is using the keyboard for their laptop and then the other comes in and uses it for theirs, you can easily switch. There's a button. You just toggle between four devices. You can use it on your iPad. You can use your phone. So both really great keyboards. They have a wide range. They have tactile keyboards or mechanical keyboards rather. So Matthias is spelled M-A-T-I-S. And so go check them out. And we'll link to it in our show notes at iphonelife.com slash podcast. Cool. Thanks, David. I also want to tell you about our free daily tips newsletter. If you sign up at iphonelife.com slash daily tips, we'll send you one tip every day in your inbox that will teach you something cool that you can do your, with your iPhone in under one minute. And it's just a really fast, easy way to become an iPhone expert. And it's a great time to sign up right now because we're about to start doing our iOS 14 tips as they start coming out in September. And so you'll be able to master all the new features and make sure not to miss anything um, without any effort on your part because we make it really easy and do all the work for you and then just send you a small digestible little tip every day. So iphonelife.com slash daily tips is where you can go to sign up. And I have a tip I want to share today um, that I think is useful. We've been doing a few, quite a few family sharing tips lately, which before I share this specific tip, I I was going to ask you, David, if you use family sharing and if it's something you find useful. I do. I, uh, we have gotten, those of you who are magazine subscribers will know, we've gotten my <laughs> stepson an iPhone. And so now, I never used to use it because if you're just two adults, it's, it's marginally useful. But as soon as you bring a kid into the mix, it's really, really useful. So I use it a lot to manage his device. And also, as a result, we've ended up using it to kind of manage 
group functions like calendar and reminder and things like that. Cool. Yeah. So family sharing for those of you listening and aren't, and aren't familiar with it, um, it, it is really set up in a lot of ways to let you manage what your kid is doing on their devices through family sharing is, um, wait, is it through family sharing that you do the like parental controls too or no? Yep. You can do parental controls. You, they need to request apps to download. And so that's the big one is like, he can't access content unless I approve it. Like I can put parental filters on it. He can't download apps unless I approve it. I can limit what he can see in the app store. So he, he doesn't necessarily even see the mature apps. Um, that's the main thing. You can all restrictions on things like screen time in general. So he can't use his phone past a certain hour. Uh, he couldn't use it in school back when he was attending school. Uh, we had 30 minute limit on games per day. So you can do a lot of things limiting what he can and can't do. Cool. Yeah, I, I use it with my husband. And um, it's nice for things like shared reminders lists and shared calendars. Like a lot of times I'll put on if my family's having a birthday party or things like that, so that it'll show up um, in our family calendar and he'll know he'll be reminded to be there too. Um, but I, it's, you know, without kids, it's not something that I would say is essential, but I do enjoy it. Mm -hmm. um, so this tip is oh, how to tell which apps are family sharing apps. So one of the glories of family sharing is that if you download an app, anyone in the family can, can download it. So if it's an app that you've paid for, you can really get a lot of more mileage out of it, which is awesome. But not every app is family sharing compatible, especially if there are apps that have like paid subscriptions or things like that. They might not be family sharing compatible um, just to cut down on complications from their end. So the way that you tell if an app works with family sharing before you make the decision to purchase it because it might affect whether you buy it or not. You open the app store, search for the app that you're looking for. And if you scroll down on the app description page, there'll be a little section that says, a header that says supports. And it'll show you the different features that it supports. And one of them would be family sharing if it does work with family sharing. So that's a nice little tip to help you get more out of your family sharing setup. And let's say it's sort of an expensive app it might change whether or not you buy that app depending on whether everyone in your family can use it for that price or if everyone would have to still go ahead and pay for it themselves. So that was my family sharing tip for the day. Um, next, I wanna tell you about our premium subscription. We have a monthly subscription called iPhone Life Insider. It's an educational platform and it's for those of you who want to accelerate your learning process with your iPhone. And we have a new, brand new feature of Insider that's really groundbreaking and takes our service to the next level. And that's iPhone Life Classes. So now when you subscribe for the same price as you did before, you get not only all of the video guides and video tip content and our digital magazine archive and our Insider podcast and all of those good things you got before, but you also get unlimited access to our live online classes. And um, this is just pretty amazing because you get to interact with your, our expert instructors, you get to be guided through whatever you're trying to learn, um, and you, we help make sure that you don't get stuck anywhere because you have access to our instructors. And we've had a really great experience with this feature so far. We've been testing out classes for about the last year, and we've charged up to $350 for courses. And, 
Um, that's really not uncommon to see other places online if you're looking for this type of thing. But we wanted to bring you this experience and make it really accessible and, um, and give it to all of our insiders who are already subscribed, who they'll get access to this too. So if you go to iphonelife.com slash podcast discount, you'll get a special discount as a podcast listener and you'll be signing up in time to attend our iPad course, which starts on August 5th. Um, I think because we're pre-recording this, I think we will be in the middle of our podcast or, or of oh, our right. iPad course. So the good news is there's still time to catch the second half live and we are going to put recordings in. So we're actually going to put recordings of all of our past classes in Insider. So if you've seen us promote classes before and wanted to attend but didn't get the chance, you can watch those. And we will have recordings of the first two lessons up. Uh, I think we'll yes. maybe be one lesson in actually. So you can catch up, watch the recording of that, and then attend the rest live. And we have a class for iOS 14. As soon as iOS 14 comes out, we're going to not only have our regular in-depth guide with video step-by-step -step tutorials, printable guide, we will also have in-depth training with question and answer with Donna and myself when iOS 14 comes out. Yes. Thank you, David. Um, so go to iphonelife.com slash podcast discount to check it out. I have an insider who wrote a really fun question last week that Colin, our writer and producer, answered. Uh, and I thought I would share it with you guys because it might give you some good ideas of ways that you can be using shortcuts. I know that I could use some inspiration to try out shortcuts, <laughs> some more shortcuts for myself. So here's one. Um, is it possible to use shortcuts with my Apple Watch to order uh, Starbucks? I would like to just say, Siri, order my coffee and have it automatically send a mobile order of my usual coffee to my local Starbucks, if that's possible. Thanks, Coffee Craver. <laughs> the response is, howdy, Coffee Craver. And the answer is going to get a little tedious sounding, but I wanted to have the up top let you know that the answer is that, yes, you can do this, which I think is just so cool. cool. It's very, yes. like, if you're willing to spend this time to set it up, that's so futuristic and um, worth it because it simplifies the process for the future for you. So the response is, what a great idea. Yes, if you have your Starbucks app set up with a smart order, starred, your preferred store selected, and your Starbucks account charged with some money, then you can set up a shortcut to tell Siri, order my Starbucks or whatever terminology you want to use, and it'll happen automatically. So to get started, you want to install the Starbucks app. And in the app, you'll need to put some money on your Starbucks account. You'll need to place an order then at your favorite Starbucks and tap that order and put a heart next to it for, oh, and you'll need to tap the heart next to that Starbucks location. And that'll make sure the location's saved to your favorites. It won't save to your favorites until you've selected it and ordered something there. So you do need to do that initial order first before you do this. Then open the Shortcuts app, tap the plus icon to start a new shortcut, tap the add action, then in the search bar, type Starbucks, select the Starbucks app, tap order from Starbucks, set the name for your shortcut, which is what you'll be telling Siri to do. So you'll choose your words, whether it's order my Starbucks or like order me a cappuccino or whatever. <laughs> if you name the shortcut order my coffee, then that's the command Siri will respond to. In the new action, you'll see order drink at location with drink and location as links. 
Tap the links to choose wh uh, what you want to order from your order history and where you want to order it from your favorite locations. Then tap top, done in the top right. Now you should be able to tell Siri, order my coffee and it'll be ready when you arrive. Cheers, Colin. So this, I'm going to post this in our show notes so that you can refer to this because <laughs> the shortcuts app is a little bit complicated right now. Um, and so this way you'll make sure to have something to re reference if you're wanting to try this out at home. But I thought that was a really shortcuts? fun one. I, okay, well, at one point I, would, I used it just to try to understand how it worked. Uh -huh. But um, it's not something that I have really gone back to. Um, I had like a morning routine set up so that it would start playing my music and do directions to work. It was really just to try it because we live in a tiny town and I know exactly how to get to work. <laughs> um, but it was kind of cool to see that you could do things like that. What about you? Yeah, no, I haven't. I mean, I messed around with it when it first came out and I found it to be a little bit too tedious and I couldn't think of... I, and I think this is why it's a good tip is that I, mostly I couldn't think of a use case that made it worth me learning it. And yeah. so I'd be curious to try it if with a use case. Now, I'm not a Starbucks drinker. I make my own cold brew in the morning. So if I could get, if I could get Siri to do that for me, we'd be somewhere. But no, I haven't tested it. <laughs> All right. Well, I thought, yeah, I thought this one is mainly great just to like give people ideas. Um, yeah. David, do you want to tell us about our second sponsor of this episode, Monday.com? Yeah. So our second sponsor is Monday.com. And in these days, as we're large, a lot of us are still working remotely, we need a lot of software to help us stay connected with our teams and to help us stay organized. And as a company at iPhone Life, we've often used a wide range of softwares and tried to piece them all together. And so, you know, I have a bunch of spreadsheets for organizing certain tasks, and then we have other softwares for assigning articles and software for sales, uh, and it's, it's just a mess. So monday.com really solves them for you. It's a comprehensive software that's very flexible, very user-friendly, uh, and it can be used for a wide range of things. So it can be used for sales, it can be used for project management, it can be used for team management, and it's kind of like, spreadsheets on steroids. It's very flexible yet very powerful. It's also very affordable. So check it out if you go to monday.com. Uh, and if you're somebody who's in a team, either working remotely or wants to use software to be more productive, it's a really powerful tool. Awesome. And um, this is one of our newer sponsors too, isn't it? They are. This is the first time we've promoted them, I believe. That's fun. Um, do you have any apps and gear to share this this issue or this I episode? Do, Sorry, I in magazine have mode. One, yeah, I have kind of a fun. Um, so I a while ago took a panorama photo. Um, so let's start there. First of all, for those of you who don't know how to do it, it's one of the settings in your Photos app, and it lets you uh, kind of you take your phone and you scan it across a wide a long section, and then get this beautiful panoramic photo. I wanted to post it on Instagram, but of course, Instagram won't let you do a panoramic photo because the dimensions are totally messed up. So I found this app, it's called Unsquared. Have you ever heard of this, Donna? No. It's really cool. And what it does, it takes a panoramic photo and it breaks it up into multiple photos. And so what you can do then is when you post on Instagram, you do a carousel. So you do several photos and you can swipe through 
and it just looks like you're swiping through one continuous photo on Instagram. But really what you did is you took a panoramic photo and you sliced it into four sections and uploaded that. The app That's is, so cool. It's really cool. It's, the app is free. They have, it's on freemium, so they have some paid options. Um, the free version puts their little watermark on it, but I didn't care. I'm not doing this professionally. Um, it was also really easy. Like it was shockingly easy to do, really user-friendly. For example, when you, uh, you go to the app, you upload the photo, it slices it into sections and then it resaves it into your photos app. and when you go into instagram to do the carousel it resaves it in the correct order so it was really easy like it didn't have a steep learning curve it took me a couple of minutes and it created this whole photo that's so awesome yeah do you have one on your instagram um i do somewhere yeah uh, okay i'm <laughs> like i'll have to go look check it yeah, out yeah yeah go check it out i want to yeah. do i took some really beautiful panoramic in colorado springs so I, i'm gonna do more of them Cool. Yeah. So my gear this week, I wanted to tell you about, um, it's the webcam that I'm using to record this podcast from home. And I thought to bring it up just because in the latest class that we taught, I had people asking a lot of questions about that, wanting to know how we were doing the setup that we were doing at home. And, um, and we're also getting into more Mac coverage now. And so I wanted to share some gear that work. This works with my MacBook pro. Um, it's the Logitech Brio Ultra HD Pro webcam. It's $199. And this one, it's like for 200 bucks, that's not super cheap, but um, it's not terrible. And I think that this, the quality of the webcam is a lot better, way, way, way better than my built-in camera and a lot better than for a while I, I was using a webcam that... Um, created this like fisheye effect. It was like the first, the first video session we did, I was using that and the lighting was really bad and it was a weird fisheye effect. And then with this um, HD Logitech one, it looks like a lot, a lot, a lot better and it's still really easy to use. Um, so if you are doing more video conferencing from home, whether it's just to talk to relatives or friends or if you're using it for work, I do think it's nice to have a decent camera. Um, and so if you, you go to Logitech's web, website, you'll see that it's back ordered right now. So you might have to wait a bit. And it's really interesting during the, during this time, just to see what is hard to get. Mm -hmm. Like it can be sort of random things. Like this is one that seems pretty predictable. Everybody's like communicating online now. So of course, webcams would be hard to find, but there's other things like, um, roller skates are really yeah. hard to find right now. <laughs> Bikes are or really like, hard to find. Bikes are all yeah. sold out. Yeah. So um, sorry to recommend something that you might have to wait to get, <laughs> but I still thought that it was worth mentioning because we do have people asking questions about it. You know, it's funny. I'll have to look at what webcam I have because it is a Logitech one, but I was appreciating as we were sitting here that I feel like your video quality is better than mine, which is frustrating. <laughs> oh, so, yours is a Logitech one too? Yeah, huh. but it must be a cheaper one. I don't know what, what I got. Yeah, I this is, I think is their best one from what I can tell. Yeah, it's their most expensive one. Um, they, like, they range from 65 to this is the $200 one. So yeah, I don't know. But I've been happy with it. Yeah. Okay, is that I think this is all we have we, we need to do a question of the week. 
No, David, content we've ideas? been enjoying. Content oh, been I enjoying. always forget the content we've been enjoying. Okay. Yeah. Um, we have, or I have forgotten the last couple episodes to do content we're enjoying because that's been our series for during the quarantine. So we wanted to bring that back this episode for you and continue along with that. Um, David, do you have something to share? I do. I mean, this one's so everybody's watching it. So it's a little bit of a cop out, but I did watch Hamilton and I loved Mm. it. I had seen it. I didn't see it in New York, but I saw it in Chicago and they had a really amazing cast in Chicago. Um, And I was, I loved it. I mean, it was really an amazing live show and I was nervous how it would translate to video, but I thought they did a really good job and it was still very impactful on video. Um, And it was fun seeing, you know, because you can do close-ups and I, I loved it. Did you get to Was watch it, it all the same cast and everything? Like, how did they do that? So what they did was they, uh, it, I watched in Chicago. So Chicago is, they have several places around the country that they have a cast that's just in there. So it, Chicago had its own cast. This was the original cast. They filmed it, I think, in 2016. Um, so it had all the original cast. Because even if you were to see it on Broadway now, if Broadway were open, it doesn't have the original cast, many of whom have become very famous um, and now are kind of too famous to be in the show anymore. Um, So they filmed it before the original cast left. So it has all the originals uh, and yeah, it was great. No, I haven't seen it. And that's a good idea for me because I could use, like I've I've been curious about Hamilton. I haven't seen it live and I also haven't watched the movie version of it. It's awesome. I've just heard some of the songs. Yeah. Yeah. It's different though. The thing that's so fun about Hamilton is that it's a unique play in that usually for musicals, you have your dialogue and then they'll just randomly burst into song and you're like, okay, that's not how life works. And it can be feel a little cheesy, hmm. at least for me, I'm not necessarily the biggest musical theater fan, but Hamilton, the dialogue is the songs because the rapping. So it's like the entire thing is a song. Um, but therefore, if you've heard the songs, it's a very different experience to watch it in context of a play, if that makes sense. I think I'm going to watch that this weekend. I'm excited. Uh, I, will, I feel like I the, my, I was going to say my main exposure to Hamilton has been hearing Connor, who used to work here, sing, sing, we did karaoke and she was amazing. I thought yeah, she did a really good she job. Yeah, she was great. She was great. Um, and my, my partner, I saw it live with my partner and she got really obsessed. And so she's listened to soundtrack a lot and she could sing along to every single song. That's adorable. Um, it's on Disney plus. So all you need is a Disney plus subscription. It's like three and a half hours. So we try, kind of treated it like we were watching a TV show. In other words, it's a commitment to watch the entire thing like straight. Um, but we just treated it like we watched half an hour at a time when we had time. Oh, that sounds like a good way to do it. That's fun. Yeah. So mine this time is, um, and this is also not like, it's not newly out, but people still will like it. And that's um, Little Women, the newer version. It came out, I think, in 2018. I heard that was really Um, I had heard mixed things about it. And I was a huge fan of the movie version with Winona Ryder and... uh, who, uh, who was it? It's the guy who plays Batman, Christian Bale, mm-hmm. um, the old version. But it, like, that was so good that I was like, how could this possibly compare? Um, and in some ways it didn't. Like, 
I don't know. I would still probably say the, the, the older version, if I, if I had to choose one, I would choose that. But I did really, really like it still. Like, I feel like um, it was well done. There's a bit of a different spin on it. It felt like a little bit more positive. Like, I feel like the Little Women original version was so bittersweet with like Beth and everything. Like, in the end felt kind of sad in some ways. And this felt like much more of like a happy ending to me. <laughs> um, mm-hmm. So... So yeah, I think it was a really worth watching. If you're, I think it's a good like family movie and um, just kind of like overall feel good, sweet. And it had like more of a feminist spin on it too. I feel like focusing on Joe's um, ambitions to be a writer and stuff like that. Um, they did, they played that up a little bit more. It was cool. So cool. did you see it? No, I would like to. I had a chance, but it, I, I didn't see the original either. Um, but I, I'd love to see them. I like this too, us giving more movie recommendations because I feel like TV has really just taken over everything. Like there's so many good TV shows now and it feels like there are less good movies to watch or something. Yeah. Like I have a harder time finding a great movie to watch now. Um, But but it's like, there's something, since we're spending so many nights watching uh, in front of a screen, it's nice to differentiate and have like a weekend date night, movie night, instead totally. of like, we're just like totally. watching another show. So to me, making more of an event out of it, like we're going to watch like have a Hamilton marathon over the weekend or like watch Little Women or something that feels more special instead of just like, let's watch another episode of like this show we've been watching for months, you know? I so. agree. It feels <laughs> a little bit cheapened if you're doing like, if you're trying to do a date night or something special to watch a TV show and like, let's watch season three, episode eight tonight <laughs> <laughs> i know yeah it's true so um yeah i always love to get some good movie recommendations do you i mean do you have that experience too that it feels like it's easier to come by great tv shows but not as easy to come by great movies yeah i mean i'm much more in the tv world at this point like i don't watch that many movies anymore and i definitely feel like because the production quality on tv shows now has gotten so good and you can get so invested in the character arc and the story arc that I, I, I actually enjoy TV as a medium more now because you can have such richer character development. Yeah, I agree. But I do agree that there's, it's nice to find a fun movie like uh, as a kind of a special occasion. Let's make our question of the week. What, if, what movies do you have to recommend to us? Oh, yeah. Let's just make this selfish. Tell us your movie recommendations. Yeah. <laughs> Email us at podcast at iphonelife.com to let us know. And um, that wraps up our episode, uh, this episode of the iPhone Life podcast. Of course, stick around if you're an insider and we have some special content just for you. And so the rest of you will be back in two weeks with the next episode.